Your support makes it possible. Please make a donation today at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. Wallahi la artasninam tukmi wandagman terhinam. Wallahi la artasninam tukmi wandagman terhinam. Ijadi ku utakimam. Ijadi ku utakimam. Tuflim data awadija. Tuflim data awadija. Drop top girl, you not stop shop girl. From the Winslow T. Broadcast booth in beautiful Bushwick, Brooklyn, I'm John Reed. You're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and this is Race to the Bottom, baby. Yeah. In the background, we got our old buddies, Bremer McCoy, 
the kids we knew from way back when. (laughs) And I didn't play the Winslow tea ad, but am I drinking it? Absolutely. Mm. Please hashtag your tea drinking experiences with hashtag how you know to steep into the conversation. Notice how I said, am I drinking it? Absolutely. I'm trying to make a resolution. I hear people say absolutely, and I like it, but I don't say that word. I say totally when I'm trying to be emphatic. Just trying to make little changes around the edges. Trying to brew my Winslow tea at home, but I was lazy. Mm. And I got this from the local tea house. I asked for it by name. And I was worried they were going to ask if I wanted a large. Because, man, they brew the Winslow strong. And I didn't know if I needed all that caffeine. But it's kind of like, remember the guy in Supersize Me? Where if they said, if they offered to supersize it, he had to say yes. He had to. He couldn't say no. Those were the rules. I think about that movie a lot. He has his first... combo meal and he has uh, what he has he supersizes it so he gets the large fries the large coke and the Big Mac and then from eating that he barfs in the parking lot come on I know that (laughs) McDonald's isn't a Necessarily, what's that place that said they were going to be vegan and then do meat um, secretly in the back for wealthy people? Research team, what's that place called? I know it's not that place, McDonald's. But come on, you don't have to barf in the parking lot because you had a combo meal. Come on, Morgan Spurlock. And then... Later in the film, Jared from Subway shows up, lecturing people about how if they want to get healthy, they got to stop eating at McDonald's and start eating at Subway. And then afterwards, the little girl goes up to Jared. Not a good choice to go up to Jared in hindsight. She says she's she's overweight, and she said, I'd... And my wife says this doesn't happen in the movie, but I remember it. And Jake Frankel remembers it, too. She said, I'd like to get more in shape, but I can't afford Subway. Sad. I don't want this on shuffle. But I'm glad it is. It's back. In the mix. It's BHS from... Listener Tim, Tim Bowers. Our, our research team said they just tuned in. Got a whole team and got some people here. They weren't listening. 
Research team, what's the name of the place in New York, that fancy restaurant that said they were going to go vegan? And then it turns out they're actually serving meat in the special room. Got to call, call them out. It's call out culture. Or is it call in culture? I got in trouble this week at, at my school where I can't tell you. 11 Madison Park. No, 11 Madison Park is that uh, show on BET. What was that called? Madison and Park? No, it wasn't called. 106 and Park. Sorry. I got in trouble this week at the school where I work, which I cannot name. But because of COVID, we kind of um, have to teach in some unusual rooms. And I was teaching in this room where a, a teacher has their office. And the subject of, of uh, dog walkers came up. And you uh, regular listeners to this show know that I talk a lot about dog walkers. We got John Field, friend of the show was a dog walker as he was trying to launch his artistic career. Tom DeMena was a dog walker. There's no shame in that game. But I, uh, the subject of dog walkers got brought up. And I said, uh, some of you who uh, might want to have an artistic career might be dog walkers in the future. <laughs> Which I think is a pretty well-structured joke. Short and sweet. And this teacher whose office was shared in the classroom came up to me. I need some more Winslow. Mm. And said, I think that you're perpetuating stereotypes in the classroom. Called me out. Called me in for a conversation. And I, you know, it's interesting because I like to think of myself as a pretty woke guy I'm, I feel like I'm doing the work but uh, so it felt it felt hurtful to be called in like that but I said okay I hear you and so I I, uh, I said to the, my students after this conversation I said it's been brought to my attention that maybe I was I was uh, perpetuating stereotypes I want to let you know there's no inherent value in any uh, job. You can be a dog walker. You can be a artist. I should have just gone straight in on capitalism there. Chris McGregor's Brotherhood of Breath. Remember this? We got a couple new new kids on the playground, Bremer and McCoy. We got listener Tim's BHS, and we got, I just realized this, R, MRA and BHS. I, I'm getting into the three-letter uh, song titles. Move over, Hoger and Drubber. But it did make me realize that, you know, 
I got I got called out and I felt like, come on, I'm, I feel like I'm doing the work and this guy's giving me the business. It made me feel like I wanted to be reactionary. Got a lot of people in the out there in the in uh, the internet being reactionary these days. It's it's fun because you know we we we're at this crossroads where like um, we got people like banning abortion and getting getting set up to steal the next election, and it's fun that we have these guys who want to make kind of republicanism kind of cool, kind of red pilling people, people who used to. Uh, <laughs> be supportive but they're 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 just kind of muddying the waters it's nice it's fun it's a great time to kind of muddy the waters look i know it's not cool to support joe biden you think i (laughs) you think i want to uh be like on uh team pelosi no but it's what we got for now right and it kind of reminds me of Remember when we listened to John Mayer's record and it and we talked about how he was like playing 16 dimensional chess where it was like music that sounded bad in the 80s or 90s people made fun of it but then John Mayer was like wait but why are they making fun of it maybe it's great and so he made his last record sob rock kind of mining that but then it's like, no, it's actually it actually does sound objectively bad, that music. We got a phone call. Caller? Hello? Hey. Hello? Oh my goodness. Hey. Is this is this John Reed on Race to the Bottom, one of the most successful talk shows on Radio Free Brooklyn? This is. Um, is this doc Dr. Lisa? Do you have like a uh uh an audience behind you cheering, or, or is that wind on your... No, uh, I'm actually... I I was very depressed and anxious, so I went on my... Uh, then uh, my my therapy walk into Manhattan from Bushwick, so I'm actually on the bridge right now. Yeah. It might not be the best. <laughs> it's a gorgeous day, and I can see the East River with my own eyes, John. It, I, you know, it sounds like you're on the bridge. Which, which bridge? The Williamsburg Bridge. Not a bad bridge. Is this, is the sound quality okay, or am yeah. I fucking up your show? Um, no, it's it's fine. Uh, it's it's good. Sometimes I get a big breeze, but but uh, your voice okay, sounds great. Well, I mean, it, it, I'm I'm almost off the bridge, so we're it, by the time we're. In a minute or two, I think it'll get better. But if not, you know, let me know. You sound so, no. You sound um, great. Yeah, you know, you know, your show, the show that you were on, uh, my show got a mm-hmm. lot. Did very does very did very well. Got a lot of listens. You're a very popular guy. That's oh. what I want to tell you. Wow. But oh. um, dog walking. Yeah. People put 
people look down on dog walkers? Is that what you were saying? Well, I made a joke that uh, to my students, I, I told them if if you if you want to be an artist, um, if your hopes are to be an artist, you might have a career future career as a dog walker. And then I got, uh-huh. and another teacher heard me say that and thought that I was perpetuating stereotypes. Of of what dog walker? Of or uh, I, I guess, <laughs> I guess of both. I guess of like uh, you know, I was being demeaning to artists by saying that you know they're not going to be successful and just going to have to be dog walkers. Is I guess you know, yeah. What do and you that think? Dog walking. Well, the thing that makes me okay. Hold on a second, because I got a lot of emotion around. Hold on one. Second. Yeah. I really want to get this out. Ne- train going from Manhattan to Bushwick, probably with a lot of spoiled. Oh, I better not say that. But anyway, <laughs> the thing, the thing, the thing is, I mean, I guess at this point in my life, I have to say I'm an artist. Yeah. But the one thing I always tell young people is get a fucking job. If you can't support your artists, your children. And if you can't support your children, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you can't make art. Um, and I do think that there are too many kids, and I think the system idealizes that, you know, if you study art or you really want to be a comedian or something like that, like if you have enough drive, you'll make it. And that's bullshit. You need to earn a living. I I agree? T- I agree. Um I I you know, I worked a um I worked at this place Pizza Cabin for 10 for almost a decade trying to uh support my my music career. Uh so I I know about the I know about the day job. Um Right. And did you did and now you have but now you have like a career, earning money, like yeah. a stable job. So how did? When did you like go? Like okay, I get, I get it. I need a job. Um, it was when I got so um, bitter about the fact that I was not a successful, monetarily successful musician that I finally just said, you know what? Uh, it's it's spoiling my love for music to try to go on in this way, you know. Exactly my point. Exactly my point. We grown ups need to tell these people, creative people with ambition that there's no rhyme or reason why you make a living at it, and if you're really committed to your art, you figure out a way to make a living first. Yeah. Especially you females, because the problem with women is. And I'm just going to say this, and mm-hmm. if I get hate mail, I'll, I'll get hate mail, is that women wind up um, feeling like, uh, oh, like they have an out, they can get married. And I know that sounds really old school, but it still happens. Hmm. And the most important thing as a woman is to be completely self-sufficient, especially for women, because that's the only way you're really going to be able to stand on your own two feet. Make sure you are fucking supporting yourself and not waiting for some asshole to take you out for dinner. <laughs> wow. You hear what I'm no, saying? no, I, 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 I agree. Um, I agree with you. 
on that. You know, and I know, I know I'm like a different generation than these young people, but still, I still see it happening, and it can't keep going on. Um, my Am re- I right? Do you still... My research team just wrote me and said, Dr. Lisa is dropping truths this, truths this morning. So my, okay, good. my research team is, is, is behind you. And you know what, Dr. Lisa, usually on my show, um, you, <laughs> we try not to uh, drop the expletives, but I'm just letting you... Oh, I'm so sorry. I, I'm just letting you go because um, it's, I'm getting a kick out of it. Um, and your show oh, has a... Okay. Your show has an expletive in the title, so I, that's where yeah. you're coming from. And there's no, oh, yeah. there's no reason why we can't uh, use, use uh, you know. No, I'm glad you told me that. You're probably the only show on Radio Free Brooklyn that doesn't use expletives. I'm what? glad to know there's still one, there's still a holdout. <laughs> good, good. I won't use them. I mean, I just didn't know. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that you keep it, you know, clean. Well, I might you don't need to use them. I've no, I've got really kids. Don't. I've got kids t- tuning in, and and uh, you know, uh, but you know, I'm I know that kids probably yeah. know these words as well. But I I kind of like a. You don't need them. Yeah, don't necessarily you don't need, need them, kids. You don't need them. I just use them because I use them. Like, yeah, you don't. I don't need to use them. No, and we don't need to use them. No. How's your dad? I love your dad. I, I your dad is my hero. Your dad, the real, the real psychiatrist therapist guy. Doctor Dad, your doctor, my dad. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. he's doing well. I know he's he's listening right now, uh, as yeah. always. Uh, and uh, he called in last week. We I ranked the top ten fruits uh, with my uh, chef friend Chris Mata. And Doctor uh-huh. Dad called in about how he used to uh, he when he lived in India he used to eat mangoes uh, he'd climb Ooh. up into the mango tree and um, <laughs> and 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 eat mangoes until he had like a stomach ache so it was Ooh. yeah I love it yeah Did, that sounds like you could really hang out with the uh, you know the chimps the the the, uh, what do they call them? You know, the, uh, whatever that breed is. The uh, bonobos? They probably, no, you know, bird, uh, whatever. Yeah. You know, they could hang out because that's probably what they do. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? Yeah, my dad would they, maybe they have to. They eat them until they get, they get a stomachache too. Yeah. It's primates, a, that's the word. Primates. Primates. Yes. Primates eat until they get a stomachache too. So we're all primates. Yeah. Really, aren't we? I ate until I got a stomachache last night. I got this uh, this stuff, Twin Oaks, uh, a delivery from this place, Twin Oaks, man. They, oh, mm-hmm. so good. Oh, yeah. So, so you're going mm-hmm. on, a, on a little uh, walkabout to try to figure out what it's all about, as, as Anthony Kiedis like, said? I'm trying to, like, chill my... Yeah, I'm, I started doing a stand-up comedy, oh. and I really want to, like, be able to do it. I don't have, like, a, that I'm going to be great at it, some kind of mission, but I have a mission that I want to get it done, yeah. like, get, be able to do it, and uh, it's really stressing me out. It's bringing out all my self-doubt, but I think it's important to, you know, keep going because uh, that's how you grow, right? I know. I I did the stand up comedy thing for a few years, Doctor Lisa, and yeah. 
Um, the most difficult thing for me uh, started being uh, that I would have to because I was in Asheville, North Carolina, in a small, right. um, you know, small comedy community. I got so right. tired of hearing um, other people's sets where I would like oh, yeah. memorize um, these other pe- other comedians' five minutes uh, routines. <laughs> Um, and I just couldn't stand listening to other people's sets. I would always want to do a new, um, uh, something new each time I got up, but everybody else was like, no, you got to work your five minutes. You got to keep, keep doing it. I know my, my, you know what my anxiety is right now is that I'm not going to be able to remember my set. Oh, is that, was that hard for you? I mean, it brings up all like. You know, getting C's in school that I couldn't remember the dates and you know tests and shit. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that's hard? You know, I would do like bullet points or even like one word. So I, I, I would like name a chunk of stuff. Like I would name it like, you know, I'm gonna do Facebook and then I'm gonna do cats and then I'm gonna do girlfriends and then I'm gonna finish with. Uh, you know, um, okay. my uh, music, failing music career, you know? And uh-huh. I would just... Do you think I'm going to be able to do it, John? Do you think I'm going to be able to memorize it? Well, what about that, where you just you just know you're going to do, like, Facebook, Cats... Uh, it won't work for me. It won't work for me. No? It, that's, no, because I'm too neurotic, and it gets I get in my head that I can't memorize mm. Well, that's your biggest issue. Maybe you just got to go, go up there and and uh, and just say I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever. Uh, just talk about if I forget about if I forget my set, I'm just gonna talk about life. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. But I want to get over this anyway. That's what I'm dealing with, John. It's, it's probably not that interesting. I think but it's you know what very the good interesting. news is. What's you that? Know what the good news is. I'm married, mm-hmm. but I have I have worked hard enough and have enough income that uh, I don't need my husband. <laughs> That's the point I'm trying to make. Yes. Like, if I had to move out and, like, live on my own, mm-hmm. I could do it. I don't know if it'd be in New York City. Yeah. But I could do it, and that's what uh, gives me courage. I... Thanks for you. You brought it full circle there. Yeah, I did. That's what's giving me courage today. Okay. Well, that's you know what you did there. You you did like what a good comedian did. You did a callback. I did a callback. Yeah. Right? Well, well, you. Uh, yeah, I just want to like tell your dad that uh, how much I enjoyed meeting him, and I know he's listening. Yeah. I just want to make sure he's. He knows that, okay? Okay. Well, we'll we'll do it again. And and uh Dr. Lisa, I wanted to I asked you about coming on the on the show again this month, but you're going to be in LA. You're going to be doing stand up out there? No, no. I'm just house trading with a friend of mine and they're coming to New York and I'm going there, but I got a swimming pool in LA. Oh, like, man. Please. Well, maybe I know a house with a fucking pool. In the- oh. <laughs> You didn't need to say that. You didn't need to say that. Um, oh, okay. So we'll get you. Another call. 
maybe uh, maybe we'll get you in um, in November. Get you back in the studio. I'll be back the twenty fourth. Anytime after that, okay. Sounds good. A twenty fourth of okay. of October or November. November, October, October. Okay. We'll we'll get anyway, you in. Thanks. You help on... cheer me up and yeah. you help ground me, John. Good. Thank you. No, no problem. All right, I'll, I'll book a I'll book a session with your dad now. Maybe that's <laughs> what I really need. Sounds okay, good. Take care. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Dr. Lisa dropping the truth bombs. Wow. So I was, as I was saying, thank you, Dr. Lisa, for calling. And, and we're going to hear from uh, our buddy Jonathan Scales in a, in a moment, if, as long as things go as planned. Uh, let me bring up my favorite song of his. Jonathan Scales, The Mud. There it is. Little background. He's gonna be calling from his hotel. He's on he's on tour. But I was saying, like, um so yeah, John Mayer does this this record where he thinks uh he's like trying to mind trick us. And I think it's kind of similar with with like our it's it was so boring. Everybody like the Cheeto in charge and all the like so easy and and um, hackish almost to talk about our last president um, that I think people were like, all right, well, I'm, I'm not going to just slam omelet bar all the time. What am I going to do? What's my angle going to be? And I think a lot of smart people fell into like... Uh, well, what if I try to like defend certain parts of uh, of his doctrine? You know. Hello. Hello. Hey. Oh my goodness, your voice sounds great. Oh, well, thank you, ladies. This is John Reed, right? Yes. What if What if it was somebody else? I would be like, man, this is this is weird. A weird dream. My life is already too weird. Like things like that happen to me every day. So it would just be par for the course. Ladies and gentlemen, on the on the line, we've got uh, the one and only Jonathan Scales, friend of the show. Um, how many times do you think you've been on the program? Like probably this, four. Yeah, this is maybe your fourth, or maybe yeah. fifth. We'd have to go back and count. Um, yeah. Jonathan Scales, composer. Steel Pan, uh, Maestro, uh, the the creator of Scales and Friend, which is soaring <laughs> soaring to the uh, top of of the uh, YouTube charts, um, and who's uh, uh, currently on tour, and, yes. and going to be playing tonight at possibly, uh, very quite possibly my my favorite. New York City venue, New Blue. Um, uh, yes. Exciting. Yes, and I'm I'm calling you now from this little town I've never heard of called East Durham, New York. And I'm staying at this motel that is very reminiscent of that show, Shits Creek. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. It's, uh, <laughs> yes. Um, that's all I can say. I'm very thankful for the provided lodging, mm-hmm. but it has it totally has Sitch Creek vibes, hundred percent. 
So I'm calling you from here. Well, that leads me to my first question, Jonathan Scales. I have I have a um, I have ten questions for you. All right, I'm excited. You ready? I prepared these, um, and we can kind of go rapid fire on these. Uh, well, not, right. is that what you prefer? Well, not su- not super rapid fire, but but just keep in mind I've I've got ten questions, so oh, you, I know, got you. you know, yeah, as a a pacing uh, question. You're f- so you, Jonathan Scales. I know uh, from talking to you that you used to uh, do touring without ever staying in a in a hotel. Um, yes, you used to. Uh, that was kind of a point of pride. You would you would uh, sleep on couches, do whatever you needed to do. How how long ago did you make the switch to staying in in hotels? This isn't even my first question. So I was telling you rapid fire, and I still even asked, haven't asked my first damn question. But okay, so that's this is question zero. This yeah. is question zero. How long ago did you make the switch to to uh, well, the cush, cushy life? I have to I have to adjust that a little bit. Um, so, in some ways, I never made the switch because I only stay in hotels when they're provided. Okay. But unless I have to, unless like it's like you know what, there's no other thing because I, I have so many friends, family, and supporters that just have amazing places for us to stay okay. and that want to take care of us. I'm very fortunate because of all the things I've done in life that I just have friends that are spread out all over the place. And I rarely ever have to um, pay for lodging. And also my band is very small, so we're easily to accommodate. We're easy to accommodate. So um, may- that maybe um, sh- shoots down my first question, because I was going to ask you favorite hotel chain. Huh. Well, that's really the first question? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, my favorite hotel, I don't think I have a favorite hotel chain, but, uh, I'm going to just say this for the sake of the show. Yeah. It's my favorite hotels I've ever stayed in were in Taiwan and China because we were playing these, um, these like government gigs, Mm -hmm. like the state department literally sent us to Asia and it was like the best, it was like the Royal treatment. I have to say, you know, it was like the Royal treatment. Um, like we, four or five star hotels every night. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were better in Taiwan, up. right? We have a Taiwanese uh, fan of the sh- uh, listener to the show, and just just say they were much better in Taiwan than. Oh, China. you know what? It was way better in, in Taiwan. Yeah, you hear that? <laughs> That's right. Um. Yeah. We two two weeks in a row where we're giving Taiwan shout outs. Um, awesome. There's a a pitcher on the Mets named Taiwan Walker, spelled differently, which leads me to my second question. Mets or Yankees, Jonathan Scales? You know what? Check this out. Okay. This is a two-part answer. The first part is the Yankees. Mm -hmm. And the second part of the answer is I don't even know anything about baseball at all, but I like Jay-Z. Yeah. And he made... If you know, you know. know. If he he made the... Uh, Yankees hat more, what does he say? More famous than a Yankee can. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, and it's and it's true. From from the song, the new New York anthem, newish, right. you know. Yeah, um, 
New York. She says concrete jungle where dreams are made of, which I didn't understand what she was saying for a long time. And then yeah, I, it's very strange. Yeah, um, there's no space in there, and also it's a weird thing to say. <laughs> it's like the uh, the roots uh, one. If you are worried about where I've been or who I saw or what club I've been to with my homies, baby, don't worry. You know that you got me. We're really <laughs> weird enjambment. Enjambment. Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Because I like it. Mm-hmm. That's what the, uh, they're doing there is enjambment. Do you uh, do you still like sweets, Jonathan Scales? Question number three. Um, man, I like these questions. Man, you know what? I do like sweets a lot, and as I'm aging a little bit, you know, I'm, I just turned 37. Like, I have the palate of a nine-year-old <laughs> <laughs> in, in terms of sweets. Like, man, like cookies, cakes, brownies, cupcakes, oh, my God, candy bars, like Sour Patch Kids. Like, oh, my God, it's so amazing. But, you know, I don't want to get diabetes. Question number four, what was your latest sweets indulgent? indulgence? My, my latest sweet indulgent was, um, okay, yesterday I had a muffin mm-hmm. and I had a uh, one of those Starbucks mocha ice coffee drinks that you get from the gas station. Okay. <laughs> nice. It's so good. Now, yeah. Question number five, what's the hardest thing about uh, go- touring now in this kind of, we're kind of halfway in COVID, halfway out of it? Um, the hardest thing about touring now in this half in, half out COVID climate is kind of like the uncertainty of who's coming to the show. Because mm-hmm. like, you know, like for example, when we played in Asheville, you think, okay, it's the South still and, you know. In New York, you can just show your Vax card and get into the show, yeah. and it's fine. But in North Carolina, it's a mix of stuff. So, like, there's people who just won't come to the show, and they're your biggest fans. Mm-hmm. So you you get like a you get like a mix, um, and you know it's it's fine. Uh, I just have to turn off the part of my brain that like cares about the numbers. So, like the day of the show, after I've done all my promoting. Yeah. I just don't even worry about it anymore. And I say, you know what? I'm happy to be out here. Whoever comes, comes, and it'll be great. I like that. So I'm not, gonna, I'm not hell-bent on like, oh, we have to sell the show out, or we have to get this many people. I'd say, you know what? Whoever comes, comes, and we'll have a good time. Question six. What have you been listening to recently? Ooh, recently, what have I been listening to? Ah. <sighs> That is a great question. Um, I don't know. I don't know. John Reed, you put me on the spot here. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I listen to a lot of random stuff. Like, just whatever happens to come up. Like, if someone mentions something, I'll go look it up. You know? Or if someone, uh, if I have to prepare for something... I have to look it up so I can play it and learn it. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what my listening habits are mostly these days are just kind of like, what is the thing that is next that I have to learn or that I have to play or that I have to, I have to know something about. Um, but I will say that I've been listening to a lot of podcasts and 
stand up and things like that. So I listened to Bill Burr. Mm-hmm. It's like the most recent uh, thing I listened to was um, one of his recent uh, offerings. Yeah. And um, I listened to some podcasts. Question seven. Like, oh, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Question seven. Who's a musical act, act that's on your mental list of who you need to get into, but you never get around to it? Oh, my God. I could um, I could fill in the blank for this. People I keep telling you you need to listen to. I got two already on my mind, but who? Tell me. Uh, Ambrose Akinmercere and Freddie Gibbs. You know what? I have, I have, okay, so... <laughs> Ambrose, I I saw him live, mm-hmm. and I guess it doesn't count because I haven't gotten down the the rabbit hole of the records. Um, but I did see him live at Winter Jazz Fest, twenty twenty. Okay, before everything shut down. Yeah, yeah. So like, I tr- I tried to do my due diligence by actually showing up to your performance. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, partially from your recommendation, and partially because my friend plays drums with him. Yeah, Justin, Justin Brown. Brown. I just saw, yeah. just speaking of New Blue, I just saw Justin Brown played at uh, New Blue, uh, Justin Brown and Friends. Yeah, he played at the, uh, the so there's two New Blues. Mm-hmm. There's New Blue Classic? Like, yeah, he played a New Blue Classic, which was like, it was straight up like, you know, after he played Blue Note with uh, the singer named Georgia, I can't think about her last name. Mm-hmm. But uh, he played he played Blue Note a full set, and then he came over to New Blue Classics super 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 late night. So like they probably started at like I don't know two forty five in the morning. Wow. Yeah. George. Um. Can you uh, say something in Japanese? That's question eight. Um. Yes. This is going to be random. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that means I walk on my own feet. Nice. And it's the first line of a rap song that I know in Japanese. Yeah, Japanese is your uh, so so. What you've got? You've got Spanish, uh, J- Japanese. What else are you working on? Uh, so I've been I've been out of the language thing for a bit just because my brain's been consumed. But I should get back into it because it's been very healthy for me and good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did study. I studied Japanese. I studied Chinese. I studied Hebrew, Spanish, German. Um, I studied Russian for a little bit. Um, but I consider myself, if I can be honest, I'm more like a like a trickster. Like I'm, I'm like a parlor trick kind of guy. <laughs> so like I absorb language. I do. Abs- I do absorb language very quickly mm-hmm. um and then i can i can use what i know very quickly in order to seem like i know a lot i'm very good at that so you know drew heller from um two bob crew yeah drew heller has learned how to say this fork is dirty in um like 25 different languages are you serious yeah that's that's his parlor trick that is cool <laughs> I need to I like the streamlinedness of that. Yeah. I need to like come up with a method and just learn the things. Yeah. Question nine. I like that. 
If money was no object, what would your, be your ideal NYC uh, living setup, uh, neighborhood, it's, et cetera? Uh, I love this question. If money were no object, I would have a three-bedroom apartment in the West Village mm. that was also at least on the third floor or higher. I like it. Would you have I a, like being high up. Would you have a um like a a little music room or or would you want that to be out out of your um house? Yeah, actually I would. I would have one if I could. Um yeah, I just started kind of doing home recording type stuff during the pandemic. So like, you know, when you came to my place and you saw that I have like a minimal recording setup, yeah. that's all that is new. Like I, I used to always have to go to the studio to record, but now I'm kind of getting used to, you know, doing some things myself. So. so right now you have like a studio apartment. So the recording studio is, is in your, <laughs> right next to your life. So you would maybe want to s- separate that out. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, Oh yeah. So, what will your ideal New York situation be? I've always been drawn to, um, uh, what's it called, um, Prospect Heights. Ah, uh, yes. So you're you're kind of in there between uh, Crown Heights and 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 then and you're kind of close to, in Park Slope, and it's kind of that sweet spot. Um, you you can, know what? get to the two parts of Brooklyn easily because you're kind of situated there. You're close to downtown. Um, there's, there's a nice, I'd like to have a brownstone in, in Prospect Heights. You know what? Now that you mentioned that, <laughs> the other day, I got off the train at 7th Avenue on the queue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, I really like this area. That's That's where that is. Yeah. It's yeah, like for sure. It's not. It's not like there's enough going on where you wouldn't feel like bougie, you know. But there, yeah. But it's still nice. Like it's. I think it's for me. It's kind of a sweet spot. Oh yeah, I, you know what? Actually, when I got out the subway that day, I thought to myself, you know what? I think my next spot's going to be here. Yeah, it's pretty. It's, it's actually, pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to probably look there. Like more reasonably, I'll probably end up looking there when I move again. Okay, maybe I'll yeah. I'll, I'll come uh, hang out at your apartment all the time. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll be neighbors. <laughs> um, all right. Last question: What do you think of our our fruit list? Um, so yeah, last week we we did we ranked the top ten fruits, and I know this all is right. kind of arbitrary, um, <laughs> but I just want to see what what your thoughts on on the. Uh, top 10 race to the bottom fruits are um, okay and how do i how do i wait how do i judge this metric like do i need to listen to all 10 in order and say like yes i agree or no i don't agree or do i have to like go wrong by wrong uh we, we really do we'll do lightning with this just um so i'll say the fruit and you'll be like yeah like it or you can be like mm. Not sure, or you can be like, no, that shouldn't be on the list. All right, boom, let's do it. 
Okay. So the the only one of these ten that are that have a an actual ranking is our number one fruit, and then uh, the rest of them are just on the t- a top ten list in no particular order. All right. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. So number one, and this is number one, is mango. Uh, it's all right. It's okay. <laughs> I put it in, in, in the middle. Okay. Um, and then the rest of these are in no particular order. Uh, banana. Okay. banana. Yes. Strawberries. Yes. Oranges. Uh, it's all right. Okay. Put them in the middle. Um, apples. Yes. Peaches. No. Wow. Controversial. <laughs> Pineapple. Yes. Blueberries. I'm going to put them in the middle because, like, let me say, as I know that I like it and, like, smoothies and I like them on, like, uh, uh, waffles and pancakes and yeah. stuff, but I don't, I don't want to sit around eating blueberries. <laughs> right. um, Chris Mata, who was on the show last week, uh, said that he likes to freeze them, and then you can just pop them like a like a little treat. You just you just eat, uh-huh. and they kind of uh, just like melt in your mouth. I still need to try that. I need. I should try that too. I like it. Grapefruit? No. Yeah, I Chris put that on the list. Um, yeah, I'd, I well, I can't eat grapefruit uh, for medical reasons, and then uh, raspberries. No. Man. I mean, I like raspberry flavor stuff. Yeah. But the the berry itself, it's just like, there's a lot going on. It should come with floss. Yeah, it's a lot happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jonathan Scales, you have completed the gauntlet of, of my 10-question questionnaire. You're playing tonight at New Blue, uh, which is on Avenue C at uh, 8 o'clock? That's right. Thank you for being on the yes, program. Sir. We got to get you back in studio, and we'll, we'll do another uh, play another game of of musical chess. All right, thanks for having me, sir. And your your also your um, brilliant series of uh, performances with you and other musicians, Scales and Friend, which I happen to. To have been on, but how many you, you've? How many do you have up now? Thirty? No, you know what? It should be more than that. But I kind of took a breather from like touring and stuff, and I was doing a lot. I was like doing four of these sessions a week, sometimes five. Yeah. Um. So I think I released twenty six of them. Okay, and it's you playing um, playing steel steel pan on each of them, and then a, someone yeah. else singers, uh, Brazilian pandeiro player, uh. Yeah, all kinds of mu- different musicians. Dulcimer, um, everything you can think it's gonna of. Be, it's going to be like there's no end in sight to the different combinations. And and, and it shows me I have like a lot of friends. It's crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And um, so there's there's no limit to the series because my friends are ever-expanding. And I'm going to keep going with this thing. And I think that it's it could be like – I don't want to say the new Tiny Desk mm-hmm. because Tiny Desk is Tiny Desk, but like – you know, something that stands the test of time and it will be a thing. I'm hoping that's going to be a thing because 
um, it's been very encouraging that whenever I go out anywhere in the city and I go to any kind of like music hang or a show, I'm just hanging with people, people always bring it up. And that's kind of like, you know, not, not, is it just like a little ego boost or something, but it's like when you work hard on something, you don't really know how it's going unless you have feedback, you know? So I'm getting a lot of feedback of people saying they really like it. And people say, Oh man, I like the one with the, the, the guy in the diaper, you know, <laughs> or I like the one with the, this or, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to keep doing it. You should. And yeah, people should check it out. It's, it's really great. Um, yeah, go to YouTube, YouTube type in scales and friend and it'll come up. It will. All right, yeah. buddy. I'll talk to you All soon. All right. I'll see you. Peace. John scales on the program. Good show, right? So I made my point about the the thing, right? It's just fun that we have people trying to red pill. Super into that. But I've been politically disengaged. You probably noticed I haven't done a a political checkup in quite a while. Johnny uh, from Johnny's Automotive, he's okay with that. I guess I kind of did one today. Johnny, uh, if if you're in the Western North Carolina area, uh, please go to Johnny's Automotive on the corner of Crisco Road and Popular Creek. They do the job right and check it. That's Johnny's way. Thank you, as always, to Johnny uh, for, the, for the support for almost uh, more than a decade with a little break. But, you know, he supported us in, in Asheville and, and now supporting us here. I didn't mention last week that when I played uh, Andre 3000, that my students do not believe that Andre 3000 is a person. They think I've made him up when they asked who's my favorite rapper, uh, which uh, is sad. If you're listening to this (laughs) program on your computer, you can consider downloading the app for your iPhone or your Android. It uh, works great and it's free. Uh, you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio. I'm John Reed. If you want to drop us uh, some ducats, some shekels, you can go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so all contributions are tax-deductible. And if uh, please be sure to subscribe. Oh, technical difficulties there please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming rfb events you can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter okay we got some uh, we got a good lineup for for october on on the program next week matt pogachnik my new buddy via Scott Bunn. I think we're going to talk about living in Mexico in our former lives. Then I think the next week I'm going to do a freestyle. It's been a long time and I've got all these songs I want to play for you guys. And I'd love to take calls. So I think we're going to do that. Then we've got uh, Tom Domena. It's been a while since we heard from Tom. He'll, he'll be on the show following week. And then I've got my buddy Dave Looks like he's going to be uh, who I teach with. 
and um, we're going to be talking about childish things. It'll be the week before, or the uh, the day before Halloween. We'll talk about our culture's relationship with childhood and and how there's so much kind of almost kind of regressive child childish behavior and culture out there now the good the bad and the ugly of that it'll be fun dave's a smart guy i um let's close out with something from robert palmer you remember simply irresistible guy this is a song of his called john and mary johnny and mary which uh let's check out these synths Pretty surprising, pretty different than what you might know uh, Robert Palmer to do. You've been listening to Race to the Bottom, thanks to Jonathan Scales and Dr. Lisa. Up next is uh, Crime Talk BK. Have a good week. Without a second thought Running 